It's going. Oh, yeah, nah, pretty good. Singing, we should chuck a podcast. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, no, nah, I can't come around. Let's do a thing. Hello, welcome back. This is round seven. Yep, seven. Round seven of How Do You Reckon? What was seven in Four Kings? Oh, uh, man, I don't remember any of those games. You're barking up the wrong tree. Okay. I was terrible at them right after somebody had told me what the rules are and I still... There used to be this one card that you'd pull and we I think we made up Gecko. I don't know if that was a thing. Oh, Gecko, I when remember, you, you yeah. you stick to the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to run to the nearest wall and look like a Gecko against it. But then I remember this other one got out of hand and instead of Gecko, we did Cockroach. And Cockroach was you had to go find a dark place. Because <laughs> when you turn a light off... <laughs> Uh, so everyone just scattered uh, like into a cupboard or something. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a good one. Cockroach. The slug challenge, was that a thing or did we just do um, that? That was a thing, just a dance move that we thought was, I mean, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. But um, it was on a dance floor. Because I remember when we used to tour, that was like our thing. Because we'd yeah. go to all these different places and all of a sudden, like in a new city, and we just get on the floor and do it, do the slug. Yeah, and people, and I don't know, people were laughing at it. I don't know if they're laughing at us or with us. Yeah, I, I think, I definitely remember a lot of times where we'd be getting pretty litty, and yeah. then it would just be like slug. Two of us would make eye contact from across the room and just drop to the floor and just slug <laughs> along it. Well, pretty... that was what we ended up doing in our Harlem Shake video. That's right. And that actually that went really well. Yeah, yeah. That that got a good response for us yeah. back in the Tut V days. Um, there was another moment where I feel like we were in Sydney doing the Blood Wolves EP. I could be wrong on the timeline, but I feel like it was then where um, we were we were sharing a room, you and I, separate beds because you can't be in the same bed as nah. your mates. No. Nah. Um, and we were in our sleeping bags because it was definitely cold wherever we were. Mm. And we were just having a normal conversation. And then, like, I looked at you and you just stopped for a sec, looked back at me and just said, I be wiggly wear, be wiggly, just in your sleeping bag. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm a wiggly wear. <laughs> to date, that was the weirdest thing you'd ever done in front of me. I was like... I can't remember where... That... Has started when I reckon it was, I think I was five or something. <laughs> but um, it must have been a wiggle song or something. That It was just so out of left fit. Like it was literally out of nowhere. You just looked me in the eyes and just started wiggling and singing. <laughs> in the sleeping bag. Yeah. But yeah, that became a thing. It did, yeah. That became a thing. <laughs> Rani and I do it to each other now, to this day. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Um, Well, that's a pretty good segue, I reckon, into tour stories because there's actually been a couple of people that have asked us since we started this to to talk more about band stories and shit like that. Um, And I guess a good one is maybe Warp Tour. Yep. Uh, How did... We didn't... Do that in a. We didn't win a competition, did we? We actually just got selected to be. Yes, but we had connections. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I'm getting confused because Soundwave used to have the, from Triple J Unearthed. Okay. So I remember back in. Do you remember back in the Soundwave comp? How mm-hmm. everyone always thought it was if you were the top of the 
Triple J on Earth charts. Yeah. That means you get to win it. You fools. If anything, it did the opposite. Yeah. And yeah. I learned that. <laughs> because I learned a few ways. One, one year we were first, second, and fourth on the charts. Our three songs were the top of the charts. Yeah, right. And then we um didn't get anything. Was that the year Milestones got it? I think so. Yeah. It yeah. was Milestones and... Nope, can't remember. Good good for you, Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just who you know. And that was... Would that have been Facebook days? Facebook, surely. Definitely not MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been, would have been Facebook. And so I remember that, like all the local bands starting to spam, like go to our Triple J on Earth linked and like yeah, and yeah. comment and give us five stars. And it's yeah. like, doesn't help you anyway, mate. Yeah, you need somebody on. on the inside. Yeah. Um. But yeah, which is how we got Warp Tour. Yeah. And I don't know, did they run a competition for that? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Um, but once again, I think it was just one of them situations. Yeah, I'm where not sure that we were even in that competition. Because DC got the other one. I thought a version's crowned. No. Um, oh, or were they on Ro- the whole dingus? Road to Ransom, I think they were. But a version's crown were there that day as well. Yeah, they, I think they just played. Oh. They were on the whole tour. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so we got that through uh, working with Scott Nicholson. Yeah. And also we had started to get a bit of attention from AJ Matter. Yeah. Who was Mr. Soundwave and did yeah. that Warp Tour event as well. And that same time we were getting in with Offspring. That's right, yeah. they were playing as well. Yeah, I think they were even um, retweeting a yeah. lot of our stuff, like our music videos and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, Noodles and Dexter um, yeah. were actually like pretty supportive of our band, which was cool. Yeah. Which like... Oh, here's a thing. Mm. See, back... For everyone listening, we um we sent them... This is when we did we were playing two songs at the time and one was uh, Apparently It's Frowned Upon mm-hmm. and the other one was Coming For You. Now, we did our two recordings. Uh, I have a great memory of this. Um... So we did our two recordings. We sent them. That's the one, the song they were retweeting at the time when it first came out was apparently it's frowned upon. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep Later yep. on in time, we did Blood Bulls and all that. But um, also we sent them Coming For You and they made us rewrite Coming For You because they, they said, just get to the chorus as soon as possible, which we did. That's right. So we rewrote it, but we never ended up releasing Coming For You. Mm. I actually have that recording. Really? Yeah. I found it's, it's actually pretty, I was like, I told Ryan, I'm like, can we release this? Like, it's actually pretty cool. But um, the ending sucked. Right. It got out of hand. You should totally tack it on to the end of this episode. Oh, I should. I will. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, I'll look do at it. that. All right, everyone. Everyone just, bonus everyone just Vegas seriously song. just skip forward to the next, this end of the episode, didn't <laughs> yeah. they? Um, so we um, did that. Anyway, we didn't end up releasing that song. But Offspring have just um, released a new album. Oh, yeah. I still haven't listened to the, the singles they've released. Well, one of them s- songs is coming for you. What? I know. So, pretty... Di- and it sounds like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a coincidence. But, yeah. They don't even remember that we existed as a band. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Warp Tour. What a bloody show that was. Um, fun fact before we begin on that one. Uh, mm. Alex had to fly home. <laughs> Alex was mid-holidays in Thailand. That's right. And he had to come back early for it, hey? Yep. So he, he was in the middle of a holiday, but because we got the gig, him and Rick 
flew back because Rick being our sound engineer as well. Yeah. Um, and then after we finished playing, I think it was that night or first thing in the morning, they flew back to Thailand to finish their holiday. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Commitment. Yeah. Good for you, Reichelts. Uh, Jesus. I think I, to this... Fuck, you've got a good memory. Oh, you're great. Great. <laughs> good hearing too. That's why I can hear noises in my car. Um, <laughs> so to me, I think I still put that down to our like top three best shows. Like Yeah. Yeah. I think it was it's the most memorable show because of the day. For sure. I remember um I won't get too off off topic, but if I had to think of like top two shows, it would be it would like for Take Us to Vegas, it would be Warp Tour and also um when we were main support for Getaway Plan yeah. here in Brizzy. That was a cool gig. And I don't know if you remember this, but every song that we played in that uh, on that set mm. was Blood Wolves before Blood Wolves had even come out. Really? So that was the reason why we hyped up that show is we're going to play every song off our EP oh. before it's released. Yeah, wow. It was like a, a listening party, but a live one. Yeah, because that, like, that was a big show. Yeah, it was huge. And like... It sounds like kind of dickheadish to say, but I feel like we crushed it that night. You know what I yeah, mean? It's just like we did. There are certain times where you go watch a band and their support act blows them out of the water, mm. and I honestly like, <laughs> I honestly feel like we did that night, and like we I had a lot of confidence then too. I cannot say that in like probably any other situations yeah. of me being in any band, yeah. but we were just on point that night, and like the people were there for yeah. us, like yeah. so. Well, that, that was the thing. We, were, we had new songs, so we were excited to play. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a pretty decent following at that stage as well. Mm. So they were all, like, excited as well. So, yeah, that you're right. I think that's number two. I want to put... What would be the... I'm trying to think of another one, which was just an outstanding performance. We played um, shows up north that were they're, always... They're good stories. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if they'd be in the top shows, but they were always like pretty pretty fun for us. Senses fail at the zoo, that was a good show for us too. Except that do the singer of Senses um fail thought we sucked. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't really nice. No. So he sucks. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Bud buddy. I'm pretty sure that's his he name. He thought we were phonies because we um we had our chance in our backing oh, track. Oh right. He thought that was lame. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know about all that. But yeah. to be honest, he's a bit of a hash anyway. <laughs> he's got a podcast. I won't listen to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was another good gig? Well, okay, let's go to tour stories. That's what we're talking about, tour stories. Yeah, okay. Um. Okay, where do we begin? What's an outstanding... I mean, let's talk about Warp Tour, for example, the day that Warp Tour was. Yeah, super really. interesting. So uh, what I remember is that because we were opening, we were we got there early could barely sleep that night fun i've got all these fun facts great memories um before it began the day before ryan was in target in the city in queen street mall mm-hmm. and he knows this is a sound wave story i just realized because <laughs> i was going to talk about the story when he ran into kellen quinn and the singer of maddie mullins or is that his name from Memphis, uh, Memphis Mayfire. Mayfire. yeah he ran into him he went around the corner and knocked him over oh right yeah yeah Anyway, that didn't happen. Okay, so that was a different story. Um, okay, so the day of Warp Tour, we got there early. We were all hyped because we got to play on that massive stage in the pavilion. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the other bands had just started rocking up. Yeah. So I think that was actually like a real good moment because we got to just perform to other bands. Yeah, yeah. The, and like I did notice, you know, there'd be every time where I'd sort of, you know, as part of your little stage performance thing where I'd turn around and be walking up to the drum riser and um, the bands that were starting to like load in yeah, as were. we were playing were all like stopping and watching. Yeah. Like, so I was like, oh, okay, so we're doing something right or terribly wrong. Yeah. But no, like I think because that was the response from that show was awesome. Yeah, it was. So it, it worked out really well. But um, yeah, that was a cool experience. I think just being on that big platforms, those stages out the back, you got those ramps that run up and down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was the second time Take Us to Vegas played on a show with Hand of Mercy. There was another one on the Gold Coast that we played. But I'm pretty sure that Warp Tour was the second time Take Us to Vegas played on a festival yeah. lineup with Hand of Mercy. And then oh, I ended too. up in that band. Did they play? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, know. they were. Uh, it was for all those sleeping were right after us. Oh, that's right. They did play on that stage. Then there was another band. Then there was Hand of Mercy. Yeah. Um, I think the best experience about that day was just meeting all the other big bands. Yeah, like what well, we met. Um, or the used. We had good chats with the used. Yeah. Yeah. I gave Bert yeah. the EP. I sat next to Quinn at lunch. I also sat next to that guy from Channel V that I thought was Quinn at lunch. <laughs> I was texting people, being, what do I do? And then you came and it's like, that's not him. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Fuck. And uh, I think we spent most of the time, oh, what was that other band? Crown, is it Crown, Crown the Empire. Empire. So yeah. Dean and Ryan became close with them. Yeah. By the end of the day, they were best mates with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we I spent th- more time for all those sleeping. Yes, we yeah. did. Um, but Crown the Empire, the first thing they asked us was if we had any weed. Oh, I remember okay. that. Um, super yeah. nice though yeah, They were yeah. very polite about it Did Alex get him any? Uh, <laughs> you'd have to ask him um, Who else? Met Millen Colin Met Newfound Glory um, It's like It's not until I actually sit down And reminisce on yeah. All the bands I've been in Where I realise How many bands I played with Especially ones I idolised It would have been cool Just to be able to um, Get a A memory chip Somehow, yeah, to vision the whole day again, yeah, because I had to take a lot in that day. A lot was happening and Hell unfolding. Bindi Irwin was there. Oh, that's right, <laughs> and that was because I was doing that um the crikey oh, what, bloody crikey hashtag, and I was doing oh, it yeah. around my house and at work and stuff. I'd there'd be animals and I'd be like doing the bloody crikey pose, yeah. And then when I saw Bindi, I showed Bindi the hashtag. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I've been doing these photos. <laughs> and no, I didn't really think. She's probably thinking I'm a dickhead. Anyway. <laughs> But she laughed. I'm like, look, can I get you in the background and I'm going to do this in front of you? And she's like, hell yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So I did it. Anyway, that was the end of that hashtag. That was, yeah, you're I never going like, to get a better one than nah, that. No, nah. so I did that. And then um, the other cool thing about that day, the trial, I'll never forget, was meeting Steve Caballero. Yes. So, yes, I forgot about that. Well, that's why Warp Tour to me was better than any other festival. Yeah. Like, yeah, that it, was pretty sick. You put extreme sports with music. It's like... Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, that was a great lineup as well. There was like real big fish played. Uh, Tonight Alive were on that. Man, I can't even remember now. It was a while ago. I'll have to go back oh. and look at that tour poster. <laughs> but wait, I don't know if I can. Did we talk about it in another podcast? See, I'm getting old. I can't remember anymore. But we thought that like we were massive then at that stage. We were yeah. Anyway, yeah. we were rushing, yeah, yeah. killing. Um, biggest thing, Brisbane. Um, anyway, we walk out after our set. And we st- we had shorts on because it was fucking hot. Yeah. 
anyway, no one knew us. Like no one <laughs> acknowledged us. We're yeah. just like, oh, even though we had our tags around our neck and all that, like no one acknowledged us. And we're like, it's because we don't have jeans on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we go backstage, put our jeans back on, walk out straight away. Yeah, People yeah. wanting photos. <laughs> I forgot about that. But I couldn't Those believe guys it. are wearing jeans. Yeah, it, cause, so that to me is the secret to being noticed in a festival is yeah, wear jeans. Man, I think that was that thing as well of like when we got to that point of like having all black all the time on stage, yeah. like yeah, just, yeah. Well, yeah, it was like our outfits. Like if the Wiggles... Uniform. Yeah, if the Wiggles went around with just like playing cho- clothes on, no, no. Yeah. Oh, and that actually... On that note, how weird AJ Matter was. Because yeah. like he was like... He was gassing us up a lot on Twitter, mm. you know? Um, and was like, make sure you come see me on the day. Like, I want to catch yeah. up with you guys, talk about where everything's going, da-da-da-da-da. This is all over Twitter. Yeah. If you went back and looked, I'm sure you could find him. And then the first time we saw him that day, we were just standing there with a bunch of other bands all talking shit. People are doing hacky sack and whatever. And um, he was walking through with newfound glory yeah and he didn't look that preoccupied and like i wasn't expecting that much out of it but i still just did the sort of like hey aj and got the full hey yeah and just beeline straight past and like you looked at me being like what the fuck is that about yeah and i like oh and you said that's aj for you yeah yeah exactly like i'd heard about it that was the first time i'd ever seen him in the flesh but other people had told me that that's how he was yeah um and then, sure enough, he tweeted. I can't remember if it was the band or me directly later yeah, in the day. Yeah, to come up to the um that pavilion. Thing. The pavilion, yeah. yeah. Um, out of the blue, yeah. just like, oh, come up and see me. I'm up at the pavilion. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. And then he was the sweetest man in the yeah. world, being like, man, I've been watching you guys. You've been doing so many good things. Loving this, loving this. Would you know? Definitely, like, in the plans to work with you again in the future. And um, here's a whole bunch of drink tickets. And we were just like, damn, like, this is sick. Because ultimately, he was the one that got us the show. Like, through Scott as an intermediary. But ultimately, it was AJ that put us on. And um, then, unfortunately, Soundwave Group went fucking bankrupt. (laughs) Well, that was it. The next thing was Soundwave. And, like, because, no, what was it? November was Warp Tour. And then usually February... Is Soundwave? Yeah, and that didn't go ahead. I don't think that year. No, it went, or, went belly up. Okay, yeah, went tits up. Yeah, and everyone was like ready for it because they all bought tickets and all that. Yeah. See, isn't it back in was it 2013, 2012? That humongous Soundwave that happened. We've had Metallica and Linkin Park and yeah, all these other humongous bands. I think Blink played it as well. And was that like the first time it went into a two-day festival? Maybe. No, no, it was one thing, yeah. but he did three giant announcements now the thing was was that it sold out on his first announcement yeah right so it sold out with just those bands and then he still had two more announcements to do Mm. which he didn't need to do because it was already sold out yeah right well i remember the um uh blink did the side waves yeah and rani and i went to that rani surprised me with the tickets to that i can't remember if we did sound wave that year i feel like maybe we didn't we just did that Blink show. Yeah. Um, but, man, I, I remember the first Soundwave I went to. I don't think – I think it was the third one they ever held. And 
the lineup was so good. It was like Azalea dying, Kill Switch yeah. Engage, Alexis on fire, City and Color played an acoustic set. Like, I just remember the entire day from start to finish was just yeah. lit. Yeah. And then there was another one at the RNA showgrounds. It was, um, I ended up doing um, some work for Amity that day. I helped Troy out and H2O played, Trash Talk played, and I'd already played with Trash Talk in another band. Yeah. Um, so I knew those guys. Um, man, I've, Gallows played as well. And I think that was the same year that was like Memphis May Fire, yeah. um, Kellen Quinn's band, whatever they were called. Uh, Sleeping with Sirens. That one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was another great year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is how, not, how much I'm over COVID. Um, the other day, <laughs> I just had a moment. I'm just like, I told today, I'm like, I'm so overcome. I'm so bored of it now. Like, yeah. I've missed festivals. Yeah. Anyway, I, I posted on um, Facebook. I just go, oh, such a nice day today. It would have been a nice day to have Soundwave. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I saw that. And I'm just like, it thanks for that. so many people, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Fucking duke. <laughs> but it was. I was just like, oh, all right, I'm getting over this now. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, like... It's been nice to have crowds back at football at least and yeah. that kind of thing. And um, seeing the UFC from Jacksonville the other weekend as well and they had a full stadium was yeah. just like, man, didn't realise how much I missed the crowd atmosphere as part of the fights, even mm. just sitting on the other side of the television, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, man, I hope all of this starts to become an endemic instead of a pandemic and yeah. people calm the fuck down about it and start yeah. looking after their own health yeah, instead yeah. of being worried about this virus, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, prevention is better than a cure. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it'd be really nice if everything sort of gets half back to normal. And Because, honestly, ever since I wrapped up my career in music since Hand of Mercy called it quits, I haven't been to many shows. Yeah. Like three, four, maybe. Two of them were like rap and R&B shows and the other were um, Every Time I Die and Let Live yeah. and Parkway Drive. Mm -hmm. um, so you're pretty hard-pressed getting me to go to a heavy music show these days. Like I ha It has to be a band that I already know crush it live yeah. or have really impressed me on record, which is difficult, you know? Like I kind of just don't really care about that genre anymore. Um, like even Ryan, I think Architects released something fairly recently and he like keeps trying to get me into it. I'm just like, I'm not there, man. Like yeah. they're an amazing band. Like Hand of Mercy played with them. We did three sold out shows with them and they were lovely dudes and they crushed it live and full appreciation for it. But it's just, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I hope for other people's sake and all the young band's sake, it all comes back. Yeah, definitely. It needs to. Mm. Uh, yes. All right. Some other stories, tour stories. That I mean, we're going to do, uh, I reckon, eventually 10 podcasts on band stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of what I can fucking remember. They come to me as I talk about them. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be necessarily just Takes to Vegas. It could be other bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, I spoke about Unify on uh, my other podcast mm. and um, the shit that went down that day. Oh. With, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I could talk about that. Yeah, do it. Okay, all right, well, um, and then I'll tell a Unify story. Okay, all right. All right here we go. We'll, we'll tell a Unify. So, we 
We um in behind Crimson Eyes, we had the prep of the century mm-hmm. for this show that we we're going to play. So at Unify, as you would know, you have your big backdrop. It's like a TV screen. You can do whatever you want. Basically, mm-hmm. if you don't do anything, they're just going to film like, and there'll be a video projector behind you. But um, or you can do your own video stuff, like a lighting show. So we had this whole um. BCE thing made up and it looked all cool had like lightning bolts and shit going through it the whole time and then we also had our intros to our songs which were actual videos and anyway the thing with uh, playing to a track as you would know and for those that are listening what it is is um, a track is what our drummer will play along to and the same thing is he's listening to the song like actual recorded song yeah, and that is what keeps us all in time mm. and also in this track plays out the front all our piano bits and crowd chants and harmonies or whatever. Yeah, the extra filler shit. The extra filler shit that only f- five of us can't do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, um, we put all this prep into this track and it all goes onto this USB, which is called an iLock. And the night before we played in Melbourne in uh, Next. I think it was Next or Bang, one of them. And um, anyway, we left the thing there. So we think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the show. We're getting ready for Unify. I've kind of just spoiled the story. But um, we're getting ready. Ten minutes to go. And I'm all ready. I've got my guitar in tune. Or no, I don't because there's a guitar tech. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all hopped up. I'm ready to go. Anyway, we go up on stage. And as we do this, Josh turns and looks at me. He just goes, oh, I forgot the eye lock. <laughs> just, and I'll never forget this because I've never seen so much fear in someone's face. Pure panic. The reason why this is such a big panic situation is because, like I said, everything is timed to this video for our drummer, mm. but also the other stuff that we need in our music to make us sound like actual recordings. Yeah. And anyway, fucking, I'm thinking straight away, like, shit, what's plan B? We never came up with plan B. Dan, you're just going to have to count us in on the drums and we're just going to play the songs. <laughs> it's, and it, the thing is, with, it's just going to sound so empty. Yeah. Like all these, the thing is, every band does it. Every band does it. Every major big production band does it. Yeah. So it's not just us and it's not just a new thing that we did. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of panicking all this shit and then um, he did forget it. He left it in his pants from the night before. Man. So anyway, we're thinking like, fuck, what do we do? Do we get another eye lock? Like, can you even use another eye lock to like, because what it is, it's it's the key to unlock the software on your laptop. Yes. That's what the USB actually does. Yeah. So we've got the laptop, but we can't access it. So we need to get an eye lock off someone else. Anyway, we're running around. Dan goes up to Ben Gordon from Parkway and goes, um, oh, hey, mate, have you got a spare eye lock by any chance? Oh, we've, Kind of haven't got ours. And then Ben just goes, uh, yeah, I should have one. When do you go on? And Dan just goes, ah, five minutes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben just goes, oh, shit. Okay. Anyway, Ben sends me to the production office because Ben, he said he had two. So he's run off to f- try and find his, but he sent me to Parkway's like thing behind the stage. And um, I go knocking on the door. I, run, I burst in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you guys have an eye lock? Yeah. It's like, hey, you guys got an eye lock? <laughs> and um, anyway, this dude turns around. He's like, what? what? And I'm like, <laughs> Ben sent me over here. We need an eye lock. We're about to go on stage. And he said, ask you. And I'm like trying to not sound like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it's urgent. <laughs> and I'm like trying to play it cool, but also panic. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, mate. Sorry, I'll find it for you. Anyway, he's been so nice about it. At the same time, Architects, uh, their 
they've sent their guitar tech to go find theirs. Oh, sure enough, he found his straight away. <laughs> so he's prepared. So he gives us his. So we've got the architects. We've got their eye lock. <laughs> we go up on stage. It all gets sorted literally within a minute to go. Yeah, and then we hear the back, like the intro track playing. So like, okay, it's all good. Um, anyway, we played the show. It's great, great experience. If I put down my three shows with Warp Tour being on, definitely unifies the other one. Yeah, right. Um, and then anyway, we finish the gig, and then Josh goes to get the eye to give it back to the architects, and he forgets the cap. He lost the cap. <laughs> <laughs> so we look like the most useless band ever. Oh man! We borrow shit off them, and we give half of it back to them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, later that day, Josh found the cap. Oh, wow. Yeah. But actually, that reminds me of a, an architect story. So we um, booked three shows with them, I think it was, um, them and Stray from the Path and Hand of Mercy is the main support. And Adam was overseas. He was in the US, so he couldn't do the first show. So on the first show, we had... Um, Oh, I only met him the one time and played the one show with him. I think he was from Endless Heights. Lovely guy. <laughs> he, he filled in on guitar. Um, old mate. Was yeah, old mate, yeah, old mate, old mate. And then um, Adam got back in time for the second show but brought his guitar but no guitar strap. And like in any other situation when you're touring with other local bands that you know from Australia that you know pretty well it's just like oh yeah no worries mate yeah. but here you are walking up to a band from the US and a band from the UK going can I borrow a guitar strap <laughs> you know what I mean like you just look like such a fucking idiot <laughs> like and like no offense to Adam like totally feel for the guy but he's just like these are his own words as well. Just yeah. like you feel like a moron in front yeah. of professional musicians. And like I think even Drew from Stray from the Path was just like, oh, like imagine that, forgetting a guitar strap. You know, like you just feel like such an idiot. But they still lent us one, yeah. gave us a bit of shit and oh, they were wow. still cool for the rest of it. But yeah, uh, in terms of my Unify story, um, we played, uh, Hand of Mercy played the first ever Unify Festival. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Unified? Yeah. Unify. 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 Um, <clears throat> and it was a debacle, like, because it was the brainchild of one of the staff members there and then the label owner thought this was a great idea and they're building it up and blah, 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 blah. And Hand of Mercy on that label was a band they didn't really give a shit about. Like, didn't perform probably the way they thought they would in terms of traction and record sales yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So we kind of got swept behind yeah um and it, it that was made really clear in the lead up to that festival it was like um bef they announced the lineup but during that time they also sent all of the people performing like this is the run sheet this is what order you're yeah. going to be in and it was like we were going to be the prime hangover slot you know yeah. like first thing in the morning yeah right after everyone's gotten pissed as a fart the night before when yeah. north lane headlined or parkway headlined whoever the fuck it was um and they were going to pay us chicken feed to do it as well. Yeah. So we kicked up a stink. We got a better slot. We got a bit more money because um, they were going to do the same thing to confession as well. Yeah. Um, and so we sort of had a bit of a an alliance. Like, you know, Crafter was like, this, this label's on your band and you're dicking them around as well. Like, 
Mm. And he started like making it public as well. Like he was Facebooking it and tweeting it about how they're being shysters. Yeah. Um, so they obviously felt a bit of the pressure and like big ups to Crafter. That was one of the things that like, as much as people love to be like, yeah, he's just a loudmouth dickhead and rah, rah, rah. He looked out for so many other bands throughout his career. Mm-hmm. He was always the one to be like, if there was some kind of injustice with a promoter, with a label, with anything like that, he would call them out so fast yeah. to be like, that band deserves better. Yeah. Like he's a pretty good dude like that. Yeah. And he was always taking notice of young bands as well. Um, so that was kind of, I think that might have been the beginning of the end for Hand of Mercy, to be honest, because it was kind of like this label not only doesn't believe in us, but they don't care about us. Like, you know, we're just dancing monkeys at this point. We're yeah. filibuster. Um but we ended up uh, playing a pretty decent set. I think overall people didn't care for us that much because one, they were hanger, hungover and two, they were definitely like more exciting, bigger bands yeah. to play after us. And then the rest of it was just like all the people that were like diehard Hand of Mercy fans. We just like did beer bongs with them for the rest of the day and it was awesome. Like <laughs> those people still message me to this day, you know, like on yeah. Facebook being like, man, I miss your band. Like it'd be so cool if you did like, yeah. even when Hand of Mercy did the um, reunion show for Unify, yeah, what, a year or two ago, three years, I don't know how long, um, there were people being like, oh, like, we've got tickets, are you going to be there, are you going to be doing the set? Yeah. And I was, nope. Yeah. See, those sort of fans, they're, they're the MVPs, I reckon. Absolutely. Every band has them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're the ones that keep, they keep the band going a lot longer than it can sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The good old band MVPs. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, there's a couple stories to kick things off on now. We should have like a segment for that. Like that's tour story tour segment. Tour story segment. Yeah. yeah. We haven't done uh show and tell in a while either. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll do that next time too. Um the thing we mentioned in the last podcast, which I lost. Yeah. If I didn't mention that, I lost them. Yeah. Um is we're gonna start doing guests. We're actually going to get shit together and do guests. Mm-hmm. Now, one of those will be a tour story as well. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have to actually message him after this and start organizing stuff. But um, Cam Sinclair, mm-hmm. the freestyle motocross rider, um, rode for Krusty Demons, Nitro Circus, amazing, amazing athlete and just all-around sick human as well. I met him on tour with Hand of Mercy. Um, and he's a heavy music fan. So that'll be a tour story. He'll be a guest. He has to do show and tell as well. That's part of the requirements. Yeah. So we're getting guests. It'll yep. be interesting. We're doing stuff. It's not just us talking shit all the time. But there will be that too. Yeah, there'll be heaps of that. Alex as well. Alex wants to come on. Yes. Party. Yeah, we got to have Alex. Yeah. Um, I'll get to Neil on talk about pregnancy. Yep. And uh, what else? And then in the future, I'll get my son on. Yeah. Talk about shit. Talk yeah. about, I don't know, shit in your pants. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in episode eight. Bye.